There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode two of Oh, a Sopranos podcast. Come on, come on, man. You can't just say Oh, a Sopranos podcast. It's always going to be Oh. I did it in the beginning, so I thought. No, nah, no, nah, every single time. But you know yeah. what? You're right. Let's you're be right. consistent. Yeah. Hey, you're right. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> Episode two of Oh, a Sopranos podcast. Uh, my name is Joe Spellman, and I'm here with, as always, my friends David Futernick. What up? And Paul Golius. What do you hear? What do you say? Oh, Professor Paul. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> So let's jump right into it, guys, because why the hell not? Um, um let's like wait. Yeah. <laughs> How are okay, you guys? Sure. Let's check in. Uh we're I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, you know, I just watched this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we all did. <laughs> yeah. We, we we come prepared, folks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's um, get into it. Right, let's get into two. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, no, I'm doing horribly. Like uh, my life's terrible. <laughs> so let's talk about the Sopranos podcast. Great. Um, uh, episode two, forty six long, um, was the episode that we're in discussion right now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, Professor Pauly, why don't you give us a little? Uh, yeah, yeah. For people who haven't seen this since uh, nineteen ninety nine, when it originally aired. Uh, basically, what's going on in this episode? This is the second episode of the series. We got. We got three major things going on. We got Tony uh, fighting his mother, Livia, to put her in a uh, nursing home, uh, excuse me, a retirement community, uh, and uh, eventually he puts her in there as Livia's... Uh, she know, burns the mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, mushrooms on fire, house yep. almost burns down. Uh, she she, uh, she uh, plasters her friend Fanny on, her, on her, the hood of her car, the windshield of her car. And she needs to go into a nursing home. We have uh, Christopher and Brendan uh, hijacking trucks, yep. uh, which uh, gets the attention of Uncle June and uh, Mikey Palmese. And uh, Polly and Pussy are looking are on the hunt for uh, uh, AJ's science teacher, Mr. Miller's Saturn. So, yeah. Uh, Don't hear a lot about Saturns these days. <laughs> Great. Are they though. are they still uh they're still Oh yeah, trucking? they're still kicking. Yeah. Oh, good. Great car. Good. <laughs> just just a just a just a hoss of a car. 
But I think I guess like a hoss. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I do know. I do. Just okay. a big hoss. Yeah. Uh, I think what stood out for me in this episode is that they're still just like fiddling with like the, what the tone of the series is going to be, right? Yeah, it's still borderline like sitcommy. Yeah, like there's a there's lot of jokey dialogue. Borderline moments where like it sounds like there should be a laugh track, you know? Skate, skate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is um like oh cool. So you guys had uh, one of the writers from Friends on this <laughs> right. one, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I agree with all that. Uh, it seems like they are definitely trying to find the um, the tone of what the show is. Um, I'm thinking of other other things. Well, the uh, but... the entire cold open. This is the only episode. Oh yeah, that's that, of course. That, I was gonna. Yeah, yeah. Get this is to the that. only episode that has a cold open before the opening, uh, the theme music and everything. Yeah, yeah, which is very weird. And it, that entire it, cold it, it, open. It, it, go go ahead. No, see what you were gonna say. Uh, the entire cold open is just like so jokey, and it's right. like yeah, it, it it's almost caricatures of mobsters. It's like yes. Hey, you think the royal family had Princess Di whacked? Like that's that's like an SNL f- f- mob guy, right? right. Like yeah. talking like that kind of right shit. And 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 he does the Pacino impression, and he does right. which he does. They the, say is great, which is not great at all. No, it's <laughs> not great. Yes, uh, Stevie Van Zandt uh, needs to work on his Pacino impression, but it, I mean, it comes back, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a lot more like. So it, when it comes back, it's a lot more like guys just hanging around and do that fucking impression. You do. <laughs> yeah, right. And we all get yeah. a kick of, and he was just like, you, you know, he's like, "Sill, cheer me up here," and then yeah, by yeah, doing yeah. this shitty impression, and then Paulie's like, "Best Pacino ever," or one of them says that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "No, it's not. <laughs> not really. Bill Haters is much better." Feudy, you got a Pacino impression? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, <laughs> She had a great ass from uh, Heat. Or yep. big ass. That's my Pacino. Levels off the charts right yeah. now, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you have to, were... to do Pacino. That's right. Of course. Uh, but the one good thing about that uh, that cold open, I feel like what it does do, is, as like cheesy as it is, I feel like it, it sort of carries over the theme from the first episode when Tony was like, you know, I feel like I got in the end of things. Like things are trending downwards. Like, and then you see that when they're watching. The, so the so the guys are in the back room of the Bing and they're watching the news. And it's some you know FBI informant like yeah, some rat, rat like talk like giving an interview saying you know like I think it's over for these guys. Like like you know I I think uh, the golden age has is gone is come and gone, and a lot of the mobsters are to blame. And so I think. And, dr- and drugs are to blame. And drugs are the to drug blame. Trade. And a lot of that actually comes up into this episode. This this like old versus new, the golden age right. versus like you know present day. Uh, two in, in two drug addicts who are hijacking <laughs> Junior's vans. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Tony even says it. he's like, I don't like that methamphetamine because Brendan is clearly a drug addict. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, and there's a lot of, but even like Tony versus his, his mother, it's just old versus new. It's, it's right. like a certain generation against, uh, you know, a younger generation. But don't worry. The new generation still very racist. <laughs> that's that's uh, the other thing I noticed. It reminded like, me. My, so, so my mom was like, 
would my mom's the teacher she would work uh during the week and then she would go take care of my grandmother on long island every weekend but during the week there was a Trinidadian woman that looked after my grandmother, and my grandmother like always accused her of stealing, <laughs> always 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 complained to my mother that like she was like you know like horrible. So oh, yeah. it, that situation is very real. But <laughs> Tony's just like, "Well, you here, no ganja." Oh yeah, so, uh, yeah. The, the the woman Tony hires to to look after Olivia uh, after she almost West burns Indian. down her home, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. No ganja. And she's like, these blacks. I think it's safe who, to say probably. Who, ma? The titsun. <laughs> the whole, uh, the uh, whole episode is littered with that. It's yes. disgusting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's also like making fun of Mexicans too. And, like, and homosexuals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah. the guys who, who stole uh, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Miller's car. The Latino were... guy and Mike Epps. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yo, shout out to Mike Epps. Shout it's out like, Mike Epps and Eddie Chad, or whatever he Shout says. out Mike Epps. Shout out Bodie from The Wire, who's oh, Bodie, one of the guys yeah. like uh, trying oh, to he? take one of the trucks. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize It's that. his gun that falls out and like yeah. kills the truck driver. Yep. yep. That's right. Yep. Uh, shout talk to, about, shout talk out to about, Mike Epps and Bodie. So shout out to Bodie and Mike fans of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about shit end of the stick. That guy just caught a stray bullet. Yeah. Like just some trucker dead. Yep. Um, I mean, I want to say like, it's just, it's, it, it, but it's funny. Like there's the, you know, like, I mean, there's so many, every scene and this is a different person mm-hmm. being racist. <laughs> yes. Like it's, it's Carmela, uh, not Carmela. Um, it's, uh, um, Olivia. uh, Olivia, Tony, he, uh, junior goes, says, um, I don't even want to know if I want to say it. But you know, he says like, "Oh yes, when he's when they have the sit down with uh, Jackie April." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he says, "You know, yeah. I don't want to say it either." What but, happens yeah. when you you know cook something? Something might admit. Yeah. Right, what yeah. he calls him a smoke. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I just yeah. said yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Right. Smoke. He he, I mean, hire, he hires to, to look say, after his but, own mother. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's just crazy how racist the episode is because I think we encounter like you know, moments of them being racist yeah. like throughout the show. But there was just like, nah, we're going to throw in all the racial slurs right. in this one yeah. as much as we can. Yeah. They, and I, like, like Christopher's like making fun of like Mexicans. He like calls them like valets. Yeah. <laughs> they said, I probably I shouldn't they laugh said at a, every racist joke that, no, that no. Had, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, a pussy calls the like gay guys spice girls. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, here comes Lucy now. Yeah, because the uh, guy's yeah, name is Arnez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, um, that that was actually. I mean, really it gets good. worse also, as the series also, goes on. Nice touch by the art department in the gay guys uh, apartment. It's just all Madonna posters, <laughs> like taped up. <laughs> oh, so even the art department yeah, was yeah, uh, the art department was, was using homophobic. slurs there. You know, ninety nine. You know. <laughs> It's a different time, right? That's why we the can 90s. say that we're, you know, this is this is a different time in the nineties. We're back in the nineties right now, and you know, we're allowed to say these years things. Ago. Yeah, no, making fun of gay people is still very funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, somebody's gonna just take that soundbite and use that against you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, none of us will ever be able. The to other run Sopranos for podcasts are gonna use that soundbite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Well, we went there. You know. Yeah. All the they're, other Sopranos podcasts. These guys oh, didn't go there. Notoriously woke, all the other <laughs> Sopranos podcasts. Yeah, they're too scared to like hot hit like we do. 
Yeah. Um. So, what other um terrible things about this episode? Because actually, I will say, and we should keep talking about the episode. But I did. This is one thing I wanted to say: is it's not a good episode. <laughs> it's it's one of the weakest episodes I can remember. I, I don't think it's within the 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 fiftieth percentile of the top uh ep- episodes. No. I would say that it no. might be one. It's definitely one of the worst. One of the worst? You think? Wow. I think so. Yeah, I mean, um, it's tough for me to say because I, I, I it, it, but it's uh, but it's obviously understandable, you know. Like you were talking about, like, like how the opening was like them coming back, where like before in the pilot, maybe he was saying that he like um, uh, 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 came in at the end. Yeah, yeah, right. I wonder if there were some notes that were like. Well, we want to see them like do well. We yeah. don't want him to see right, right, right. too depressed and like too like talking about his like. So maybe there was like that's a good they, point. They, but... they, he was like, "Oh yeah, we got to show them counting money and being like." Well, oh, there's this also is over. It's like because no, there's it's also not. in the round table on the in the television show that they're watching. There's also like the like counterpoint where the person's like, as as long as there are. Uh, you know, people craving pornography and gambling, there will always be a mafia. Right. You know? yeah, right. Yeah, right. But right, at right, the same right, right. time, so, like... Audience, just so you know, they're mob. not going anywhere. Mob's yeah. going strong. And if you but, want to start your own mafia, like, I love pornos and gambling. <laughs> right. So I'll be a customer. Right. All right. Spells is there. <laughs> a South Beach Strumpet production. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, yo, we're calling them out yeah, already. Oh, damn. Yo, shout out. Shout um, out. No, but but I think you make a good point. But also then at the same time, we're seeing these mafia guys go to a Starbucks. So, excuse me, a butt fucks. A butt to, fucks, uh, yeah. To yeah, uh, right. to go hunt down a, a like a middle school science the, teacher's the car. Two, the, like you're not glamorizing right. these guys. You're not like... You know, like they're they're being with menial tasks. Like the being- two the two best things about the episode, I think, are the commentary on people cashing it, like Starbucks cashing in on Italian culture, mm. and and Tony's relationship with his mom. Like the scene where like he's packing up her pictures, mm-hmm. and he starts to like. The, f- the family stuff is is on point, and I, I don't yeah. think the mob stuff is is up to up to what the series would eventually become. Right, right. But the right. family stuff, the stuff with- still they're still clearly he he's, they're still trying to like finagle like how to balance the important like family tropes with like not making the mafia stuff like a caricature. Did you notice that scene uh, in Livia's house where he's packing up the photos and stuff, and he and he almost has the panic attack? That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> no, no, no. But I'm saying that was one of the only, maybe the only scene in the series where they had like cued music. Yeah, that music. Was oh, terrible. right, yeah. right. It was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I'm all, yeah, yeah. I know. It's like telling you, telling you what you should be feeling. Right, right, right. right. And, and that's I, yeah, yeah. Like an emotional laugh track. Right. I guess that's 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 the problem that I have with this episode is because if you take the entire series into consideration you look at this episode like i am watching it again and i'm like it's so bad yeah you're comparing it to other episodes because because totally like you know they they they're just all over the place that's like yeah like you said like that 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 uh scene in the kitchen is like sitcom yeah and um then they play dramatic music under the under that, I, that it scene. had to have been like a and there's a cold opening i was like oh, yeah what the what is you're using every tone 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah, jamming yeah, yeah. it all into this episode. Well, because David Chase has said Goodfellas is sort of like the yeah. Karam of uh, like what he used to, you know, create the Sopranos and Scorsese notoriously doesn't use cued music like that. The only mu- right. he's very good at using music, but it's all music. I forget what the term is, but it's only music. I think it's called when- Rolling Stones-ish. And you just <laughs> no, but it's all the Rolling Stones. When you when- hear music in a Scorsese movie, yeah. the characters are also hearing it. It's playing on the radio. Right, right. It's like, you know, right. somebody's singing it. It's, you know, like it's not, it's uh, within the scene. It's not like just cue to tell the audience like, oh, here comes a dramatic moment. And right, so that, right, that right, right. one moment in the kitchen where he's like having a panic attack and they cue that super cheesy music just does not vibe with the rest of the series. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. But it, yeah, there's all that. And, uh, but like you said, um, you know, it is interesting because it, it, I feel like it does heavily involve his mother this episode. I, I, that's what works for me. And that's, that's what I like about this episode. I would say so. I would agree with that. The, is definitely Olivia's episode. Oh, she's Nancy Marchand is great in this episode. And, and I think the, the most interesting part of the episode to me uh, Professor Pauly <laughs> is uh, is just is Tony's displaced anger against Georgie. Oh this my is, god! This is this is the like start of many times where he just like beats the shit. Many out of him. brutal beatings of, yeah. of Georgie, the barman at, uh, at the Bing. But he, I didn't even realize the first time I watched this. I mean, the first time I watched it, I was I was in high school, but I didn't even realize that Tony was like through Georgie taking out his anger on his mother. Because yeah, we yeah. we see both of those characters, you know, have trouble with a phone, like working right. a, a regular goddamn phone in right. the episode. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, and Tony, in his therapy sessions with Melfi, the whole episode, he's so vehemently like, hate your mother. Like, you know, he's like so against like, her. Yeah. Defending her, denying like, you know, Melfi says like. Also, you- the fir- first time Tony threatens to like never come back. Oh, to yeah. Therapy. <laughs> he gets so indignant about Melfi saying like you have, you know, a- feelings of anger and hatred towards your own mother. And right. he And that is a concept that just does not fly, especially in the Italian-American community. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. And right. Right. He denies it to no end. And then <laughs> when he sees Georgie not being able to work the phone, just like his mother. He ends up beating the fuck out of him with the phone at the end of the episode, and I didn't even realize like that's what he was doing. That's what Tony was doing. He was he was beating his own mother in his right. in his in some abstract part of his mind. Like that's what he was doing. He was getting which, out that anger. Which, on his which mom. is wrong. Just beat your mom. <laughs> yeah, just hit her. Don't take it just, out on like some other guy. Like come no, on. just beat your elderly mother. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's yeah. Livia. I mean, just shoot her. Like <laughs> someone shot his mother at my oh stabbed his mother at my complex that I live in. <laughs> Oh, that's you know, right. You know, that's what happens. I don't no, know why I I, laugh, that's yeah. what happens out here in Los Angeles. That's right. Um, yeah. By, I told... by, by the way, great stunt work by whoever played Livia's friend. <laughs> oh uh, whoever the stunt person was, that was that, that looked really good. They definitely for, put an old lady for, wig for twenty years ago. That was, that was good. They put an old lady wig on. Uh, yeah, on some, some granny pants and like a fucking depends ass diaper on, on that. Some uh, like, frail, like probably frail a woman. Yeah, um, yeah, it could be hip. A woman. Hip. hip, hip, yeah. I saw that more than the hip. She probably yeah, got yeah, hip, yeah. Hip, oh, does she dead? Seven year old woman got run over by God. a car. Yeah, both both hips and the wrists and the fucking <laughs> the neck. Uh, yeah, hip only only hip, dude. That's that's some strong ass fucking elderly woman. Hip. I also thought that line is kind of out of place because he's just like hip, and yeah. I like. I feel like the Tony in later seasons would be like. 
uh, not good or something like that. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. like, like dead. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. dead. Um, but that moment is like, is I, I've watched it like with, uh, like several times with people who had never seen the series before. And every time that moment is like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. old yeah. woman's ass come up on the, yeah. on the, uh, on the windshield. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that. Yeah, great stunt work. Great stunt work. Great stunt work. Another Very moment good. that uh, should end up the stick uh, honoree. For, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A casual one of the casualties of Livia Soprano. Yeah, but because so we, uh, we never see that friend again, so the, she died. Can we talk about the moment? <laughs> she definitely died. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I had a ninety-year. I had a 90- no, no, no. We do. No, oh, yeah, we, we do did. see her again. <laughs> we do we see do, her. Do again. we? She's in um, the episode where she died in season three, episode two. Oh. Prashila oh, you're right. She you're comes right, back. You're right. You're they're, right. They're at the wake. At, oh, uh, wow. And right. They say, and, and, Whoa. No, and, yeah, and everybody's looking for, like, oh, you Professor know, Professor Polly, great call. Yeah. Professor Polly's blowing his mind off. Oh, I could, oh, all, I could, podcast. I could always count on Liv to call me if someone died. Died. Or, right. or something like that. That's her. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. 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 And she's you, in a wheelchair, by the way. Okay. Well, but, I mean, it's But that makes sense, right? Maybe she never got out of that wheelchair. I'm sure After that incident. And she's still praising her. Right. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Well, because uh, you know still, because you know why, she's still scared of her. <laughs> she's coming back. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about another moment um, that's that's cheese and also required, I guess, some stunt work? Um, when Tony, like Uncle Phil's uh, Brendan in the in the back of Satrials and, thro- oh, yeah. and throws him like onto oh, the yeah. the like uh, where they like pound. Yeah. The, the only like, thing missing was like the slide whistle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brendan, uh, Brendan refers to Jackie April, uh, chemo sabi. Yeah. 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 Oh, Very yeah. clever pun on yeah. chemotherapy. And, uh, and then he Tonto's, does like the like most uh, over the top laugh to Chrissy. <laughs> Such a dumb line too. Cause you know, you would never say that. Why to would you say Tony that? To Soprano. Never say that. <laughs> like not even like, uh, you know, Matt Bevilacqua and what's the other character's name. Uh, and uh, the other guy, the other guy, the other guy, the other guy, the other guy with the hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, to- Tony totally throws uh... into a, a bunch of pork pieces, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which I, he deserved. Sure, I like uh, Brendan. Uh, he went to the school of John Ventimiglia acting uh, with the because <laughs> he's overacting with the hand gestures. Right, right. But right, I right. do realize that the character is on meth, so maybe that was a choice by. Our ill-fated Brandon. Yeah, right. Um, but also, what they uh, are maybe establishing here, or maybe like speaking to, is that um, the like two guys who have a scheme, or 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 are trying to move up in the ranks. Like oh, it happens a lot. Yeah, it happens a lot, and, it, and yeah. it's also Jackie and Tony. Right, we're the right. first to do it. Right, right. Now Chris and Brendan, they're fucking up somehow, but one of them is like you know, is is breaking off, mm-hmm. and then like the next two are Bevilacqua and the other kid, Bevilacqua right. <laughs> and the other kid, who and the hair name, and, and then they the Wobbistics crew, right? Yeah. And then and then uh, Jackie Junior in season three. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and oh yeah, he was with the other kid. Yeah. Who right. Looks, who uh, looks like Brendan Dino Zarelli or whatever. Yeah. Dino. Yeah. Dino. Yeah. They all look the same. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. they may as well and have Duff. just cast the same actor. And Duff. Don't one. forget yeah. about Duff. Oh, uh, Duff know. just wanted to throw parties. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we'll get to Duffs later. Yeah, we'll get to Duffs <laughs> in season three. Um, 
the other the other thing I love <laughs> in this is uh, when Melfi asks Tony to describe some happy, warm memories uh, from his <laughs> yeah. childhood. And the, the only his dad, thing his dad having a near death experience <laughs> and everyone laughing. Yeah, we went down the shore and uh, my dad fell down the stairs and everybody was laughing. We were all laughing. It, Mel, I mean, <laughs> Melfi's reaction is great. Right. Any other uh, any other warm, warm memories? fuzzy memories? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets all pissed off. Yeah. Not a lot in the Sopranos. But goes, we'll, oh, we'll, yeah, remember this time when my dad almost died and my mom was laughing. <laughs> Even my mom was laughing. Yeah. And we we because she loved when my dad almost killed himself. The cool thing is we may see some uh, some. Yeah, because he stuff. says like sixty eight, sixty nine. Yeah, could be yeah. in the movie. Yeah, down the shore yeah. could be in uh, in Newark. Yeah, in we, the new we, uh, prequel movie. We coming could up. see. Uh, yeah, we could see someone fall down. Could see Johnny Boy. Oh, did you notice that there's a different Johnny Boy in the picture? Uh, oh, when when at, Tony's at collecting house? the pictures, yeah. oh, I did not at Olivia's house. Yeah, yeah there's a different Johnny Boy, so mm, they hadn't obviously that. hadn't cast like the great Johnny Boy. Well, yeah. I don't think you see him until uh, another episode later this season when they yeah. flash back to the '60s when right. Tony was a kid. Right, but that guy's great, and he comes back oh, and flash. I feel oh, like every other great. season they ended up having a flashback mm. to Tony's childhood, and I think the oh, last time we saw up. him was in. He's season. a wonderful man. <laughs> Yeah, in season three when he cuts off old man yeah. Satriel's when he figure When he figures out how he started having panic attacks. And I believe the last time we see him is in the flashback to, in the episode with, uh, in Camelot with uh, with Tony's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tony's dad's guma. And uh, Tony's kind of realizing his dad wasn't the saint that he thought he was, right. you know. As much, s- as much as Livia says, he was a saint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh, and, <laughs> and, uh, and. Uh, the fake Martin Scorsese. Oh my God! So I I feel like we uh, we I, quote this all the time. Just every now and then we just say like out of nowhere we're like, Kundun, I liked it. <laughs> Dude, I thought that was it's Scorsese so, the first time I saw it. There's, what? So there's a scene. There's a it's scene where such Kurt, a bad Scorsese. What? It's hey, just like him. Hey, guess what? I thought it was Scorsese. Last night when I watched this episode. Oh my god! Thank you, you spells. Did not. Thank you. you. I did, did not. because I think they did actually a very good job of, of filming barely him, him, barely showing him, and filming. It's him. It's a quick shot. And then I was this looking is the at difference the difference between season one and like if they had done this like in a later season because yeah, it, it like would have actually been Scorsese, right? Yes. But like I didn't realize it until I was just like watching the credits and it said Martin Scorsese and then another name and I was right. like, oh shit. <laughs> There's some guy. Kundun. Kundun. I liked it. I liked it. And of course, because of course Scorsese said no. <laughs> but it, but it, I wonder if they even tried. I wonder if they even tried. Well, he didn't yeah. know what the fuck this was at that yeah, point. Yeah, but yeah. but it, it, it does like carry on that theme of the, uh, from the first episode where of the mobsters being so aware of what pop culture uh, says about them and, right, and what right, their right. life should be, and referencing these movies that they idolize and stuff, and bringing in Scorsese himself as a character for a brief moment in a scene is like the ultimate expression of that. And yeah, also, it's, it's like the like the him and Brendan and Adriana, who like isn't quite a main character yet, but they're on the outside looking in. Yeah, and it's like this appeal of like the the mobster filmmaker guy who like gets the like red carpet treatment. Right. And they're like, they're, right. and they want that. Right. Yeah. It's this weird meta thing where he's made movies which he's still, about which, those people. And Christopher like, still vine for that. Like seasons later when he <laughs> punches Lauren Bacall in the face. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, David Chase still trying to suck still that. Still trying to yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. suck the tea. Suck the Hollywood he tea. Gets a chance in 2019. That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, Kundun. I liked it. That's <laughs> all I got for this episode. You know, I I mean, there's like funny, goofy things too, like strippers that are concerned for his mom. Like, how's his mom? Oh yeah, when which is gets, like a thing they do like a like he gets throughout the, the phone series, call like, uh, in the Bing that uh, from his mother whose house is on fire and they right. all stop dancing and they right. come and like walk towards him like on the phone like just concerned yeah right no, no, no. to be fair <laughs> it's like, the middle of an afternoon probably on a weekday keep right the, oh that's true yeah <laughs> they're they're not crowded then <laughs> right um uh yeah some like kundun's a good line that's my star ledger thanks that's a good line <laughs> yeah. fancy fancy about an answering machine olivia describes an answering machine that tony has oh yeah she she thinks she says, that leave a message on the answer she she goes oh fancy fancy <laughs> i always love when um paulie says date pootsie before we right uh, I love the oh yeah I mean that whole scene in Starbucks I love or, that shit uh, yeah Starbucks is great it's a li- it's a little campy it's a little on the nose but it's a little bit but, but, it's, yeah. it, but it's revisited late in the series oh yeah with the Jamba six, Juice stuff oh, yeah. with uh, Patsy trying to trying to like extort the Jamba Juice or no uh, is it Jamba it's some Jamba like Juice that. yeah I think one so. of the owners of well, it's some the, it's chain. that episode where like uh, Tony eventually like another... sell, basically sells out like the block like, yeah, it to is make a money. theme like the the mob versus corporate America yeah, right. it is something uh, right. that I'm I'm sorry but they go to another Starbucks like they company. go to another yeah, it is another like yeah, Starbucks yeah, yeah. yeah. oh because he's like he's like if you if you like you know if I like they start count paying every you bean. money yeah they yeah. count every bean here that's yeah. in season six right but it oh. is it is you're talking about something else but that but that kind of like lays into no 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 it's the same thing oh. but it, it like it lay it totally leans into the theme of like the old school versus the new school mob and things they have to deal with like right. 1950s 1960s italian mafia wasn't dealing with uh corporate america the, these chains where uh you can't extort somebody say like we're gonna protect you and you're gonna pay us a certain amount of money every month uh because that manager will just get fired of that branch will just get fired and the n- next person will be in and uh well, like, like there there are bigger meaner uh mob bosses they're yeah. called fucking CEOs yeah exactly like, <laughs> exactly and that's a huge theme i think of 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 the series going forward right oh what what and finally like the the one scene the scene that i love is uh is when they actually do get the saturn back and then, but it's like, like the whole school is like gathered in the parking lot. Yeah, they would just all, all be just watching, like inspecting the car, and uh, and like, he's like, and it's like clearly like was a yellow car. It's been repainted. Right. Like the paint is still drying. But just another example of how we were talking about last week with like every every just normal not Italian white person being the ultimate rube, which like is, Mr. Which is, Miller's which is and like, like always funny, right, a sweater vest, yeah. and he's like, uh, your uncle. Pussy. Uh. <laughs> also, I I do love when uh, Anthony Jr. is like, um, my dad's a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's a great little moment. Little 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 AJ is fucking great. It's yeah, funny. It doesn't AJ fit with good. the rest of the series, but no. I still no, I still no, just no. love that that little moment. Yeah. I never saw myself as that kind of guy. Yeah, I'm more behind the scenes. Advice, strategy. All due respect. You got no fucking idea what it's like to be number one. So I thought since this was episode two, we would talk about uh, the best number twos. 
on the show. Obviously, Silvio's mm-hmm. the gold standard, so we can start talking about Silvio, but there were obviously a plethora of number twos that came and went. Um, we want to talk about Silvio first. Sure, <laughs> Just yeah. Just get him Silvio, out of the way because yeah. he's... He's the best. Uh, obviously... The most important. You think about all the conciliaries on the show. Right. And Silvio is like the gold standard because, number one, he's he's, uh, unfailingly loyal to Tony. But he'll call Tony on his shit. Right. And you see him do that multiple times during the series. He tests Tony's boundaries a couple times. There was a stuff in season four with... uh, uh, Chena communication yeah, got yeah. fucked up with the uh, fiber optic wire uh, wire stuff with that uh, crystal from the. Well, yeah, when uh, like, Tony says no. Oh yeah, and exactly, he gives yeah. and he gives like the Patsy like yeah. is like mm, yeah gets like the nod from him and and uh, and Tony was like Silly, you're getting to be a strange man in your old age you yeah, know yeah. That? <laughs> and he is a weird guy yeah Silvio's <laughs> a weird guy oh, but, yeah. uh, and he also like. Uh, you you see like when Tony gets shot and like he like Silvio's kind of the acting boss like he can't handle it. Oh, he's not made to be a boss. Right. He 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 is made uh to be in every aspect of the word to be a number a number 2. Right. Um and but even but he uh, like not a lot of people call Tony on his shit, but he he right. uh, there's a moment in one of the final episodes of season 5 where he's like, well, you know, Tone, uh, this isn't about whatever. This is about your ego. This is about not eating shit from Johnny Sack. Right. Uh, and that's when Tony f- turns on him and is like, well, you don't know what the first fucking thing about being being uh, number one. You right. know, he's like, you're totally alone with it in the end. Right. But but Silvio was like, look, your ego is bringing us to war with New York, and and he called him on it. Yeah. And that's a good number two, I think. That's what a number yeah. two does. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But so, <laughs> Silvio aside, all the number twos in the show, <laughs> like, what? who Who do you guys think is the best number? And they're now mostly New York like guys. like, any sort of guy who's, like, a number two, right? I yeah, mean, ju- yeah. Like, so, okay, l- let's go like through, Brendan's like, the big ones. Brendan's a number two to Chris, right? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm asking. Can well, we say he's a terrible two? if he is. Because well, of course, he's, he's, he's yeah. awful, but, you know. Dino. But I'm just saying. You know, Dino. Dino Zarelli. <laughs> and we spent a lot of time on these guys, but I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, like, you know, if we can well, open it up to any number two, then let's do I it. Think, the, I think biggest, we should, but. The, the, the biggest is probably Johnny Sack, right? Johnny Sack was number two to uh, Carmine To Carmine. Senior. Carmine oh, Lupertazzi right. for a while. And Johnny Sack, uh, what, I think he was good uh, for a while. He was he was there. He was mooching information off Pauly. He was uh, playing people against each other. That's true. And also um, shielded Carmine from things that Carmine didn't need to know about. Shielded like, Carmine. Uh, and then his ego just got the best of him. Right. Uh, as, as a lot of egos do in The Sopranos. But, right. But... But you know, was he was he a number two, or was he more of like the New York more of like, like a one have... B? Well, then, yeah, like <laughs> he was Tony, like, a, like the Tony liaison is. between because Tony really was the one B technically. Was it more like did they have that arrangement like like Junior and Tony did? Like was it? It almost seemed like it was that. 
All right, so That's yeah, true. so so you're but you're he saying really how, was how Tony sort of two. propped up Junior as like the uh, the boss on paper, the boss on paper for the feds. He took all right. the lightning hits. I uh, bet Tony propped yeah Tony propped up Junior as the boss for his own ego, and then Carmine was probably like, yeah, you just do it. Yeah, but then but then, <laughs> well, then remember, what, 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 do we consider Tony a number two uh, at the at start this, of the at this point of the series? While Jackie is like going through, well, so at this point with forty six long, the second episode of the series, Tony is not boss defined. at this point. And but it, Brendan and, doesn't. Brendan say something like, "Like everybody knows you're the like like." Right. He's like he's, all acting boss. He's acting boss. And the other thing, that, everybody that, knows you run North Jersey. The other thing that comes up is like, how does Tony, if he hasn't been boss for all these years, how does he have that house? How is he so wealthy? You know, when you look at other capos, right. Uh, you look at Paulie, <laughs> yeah, uh, Ralphie, or, 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 or but yeah, like how they were. All living. these guys are like living in like condos, right? Uh, Tony must have had some sort of windfall that we weren't privy to. I think. Well, to, he probably. I mean, he must have had money from his father. Well, I think what really happened was in the series pilot, uh, Chase made him the boss. And right. then he thought, well, that's not as interesting as if there was some sort of war with him and, right. and Junior. So they they sort of uh, and they were stuck in that that house in in episode two. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. so so Tony was sort of an acting boss, sort of a number two for a time with Jackie April Senior. Uh, and I would say he was, but a he good was all, one, but, but but also he's probably reaping the benefits of like all the things that his father had handed. Sure, you know, sure. Uh, yeah, agreed, agreed. Like money from Hesh and like like things that things that like not everybody in the Soprano family is like get like well, seeing a piece of. He yeah. inherited his crew, right? Johnny's crew, Johnny's right. crew, yeah, right, sure, yeah, yeah. right. And then it must have been lucrative and everything yeah. Paulie, Paulie was a, a Johnny boy guy, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, but so looking at other number twos, I mean, in the first season we got Mikey Palmese, uh as Junior's Fuck fake Citus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's the boy? What boy's that, Tom? The one you sleep with. <laughs> Dude, I love Tony and, and Mikey's uh here's one That's thing great. that I realized in uh in season season one, Tony Tony st- like takes a staple gun and attacks Mikey Palmese with a staple gun, staples shit to his chest. <laughs> and he's a made guy. In season three, Tony punches ralphie in the face yeah and people like freak out and people freak made. out because he's a made guy I'm a made and man. it was a non-issue in season one with when tony attacks mikey palmese just because he felt like it there was nothing but we'll, well get to that we, later. we also we all know ralphie was a better earner so you know that's that's, that's really that's what true. comes down it comes down to money yeah palmese was, palmese, driving, was uh, driving junior yeah, you know he's a fucking glorified so how, how would you rate palmese uh, as junior's number two i'd rate him low he was very loyal, though. He, he was, was loyal. loyal. He was loyal. He was loyal, but uh, I, I mean, in the end, he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't let cooler heads prevail. He had a. He had this uh, hard on for Tony, and uh, and also and he kept like, going for like it. a lot of people that align themselves with Junior and go against Tony. Not a good decision. <laughs> uh, in in the in the well, scheme of things. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. What, Bucky, what does Bucky, Bucky, Junior say? <sighs> Just couldn't see it. Yep. Yeah, uh, season two with season Richie two Aprile, yeah. with Richie. Yeah, he he couldn't sell it. He couldn't sell just, it. Yeah, couldn't just couldn't sell it. Just couldn't sell, he it. couldn't sell it. And he knew. He knew. 
It was a, a, a mistake aligning yourself with Junior. Junior knows he aligns himself with losers. I mean, <laughs> fucking Bacala for first yeah. b- for much of the series, Bacala gets Big just gets loser. shit on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so Johnny Sack, we talked about. What about okay? So let's talk about um. What about, about Phil? Phil, Phil Leotardo. Oh, Phil. I mean, Phil was uh, Johnny's number two when he when Johnny took over after right. uh, the war with Carmine Jr. Uh, and I, you know what? I th- I feel like for what he was, as much of a cocksucker as he was, Phil was a good number two. Yeah, because he eat like a lot, like a lot, like look at what Richie does or like Feech does when they get out of prison. Phil gets out of prison and he takes like his job. Like he yep. doesn't doesn't try to overrun Johnny like. Like mm-hmm. he com- completely like, accepts the role that he has when he gets out. Whereas and isn't Feech, like isn't creaming himself to become boss. Right. Whereas Feech and Richie both like they, were like, they this, crave this, the power. They looked at Tony and they saw you know they saw a kid. They saw somebody who before they got locked up they had you, complete which, and total command over. Right. Which, rank which, over. which you imagine like Phil has to sort of have that feeling about Johnny. Like given their age difference, yeah. like yeah, he has to remember when Johnny Sack was like a fucking kid, but he respected. He went away, right? Twenty he years, it. twenty right. years he was in the can, and you no, know, ultimately, you know, Phil becomes the becomes the you know becomes the head, right? He becomes the head yeah. after after uh, you know, but <laughs> yeah. and Johnny because Johnny goes to jail. because Johnny goes away and has fucking cancer, right? But, uh, but hey, even 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 when Johnny is in prison. Like, like, he completely accepts that, like, he's still the boss. But let's let's recall season five, uh, Mr. and Mrs. John Sacrimony request the the wedding episode where Johnny right. cries. Yes, and Phil is among oh, yeah. all of them talking shit about how Johnny uh, cried b- after being arrested at the end of his uh, not arrested, but like taken away in handcuffs at right. the end of his daughter's wedding. Yeah, that's you know, true. He he, he he faults him and criticizes him openly to other people. That's true, and that's a that's 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 a big but thing. But that's also because like I like that's obviously something that bothered him. Uh, yeah, and I, and, I, and I guess with reason, I, it, it doesn't have anything to do with him undermining Johnny. It, I think that's how he legitimately just felt. You know, right? But a good number two might have put might have aside and and said, "Look, I support this guy." But. Right. You know, and and That's true. I will, I will, but I will say that out of all the number twos, like the big number twos that we're talking about, which is Sil, Phil, and Mikey Johnny, and Johnny, uh, and Mikey, Johnny, yeah. kind of not, nah, 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 nah. I don't know, but the yeah. big ones, Phil, stays becomes the boss for the longer period of time, almost. I mean, maybe Johnny Sack does too, but then he ultimately, you know, uh, you know, yeah, like, Johnny, they ultimately Johnny, all, uh, they all get it in the end burnt out pretty quickly there he, um, he, he was boss uh i forget when carmine senior dies he dies at the beginning of season, season five five yeah and then that creates when, the war between um yeah so johnny know, sack and and carmine senior son at the end of season five Little johnny carmine, goes to prison right, right? oh so, I, so this is here's a character that, that's a number almost, two that we like, haven't talked about uh carmine jr uh yeah, Carmine I was Junior thinking about. No, no, no. He, I was thinking uh, Angela. No, no, no. I was gonna say Rusty, Frankie Valley. Oh yeah, so <laughs> Rusty who, so who is So, so is Rusty the number two? I feel like, like he is. So when that power struggle is happening, who's Angelo and who's Rusty? Who's Man. the number two? 
Because Angelo is the one that gets fucking killed. It's unclear. I think Angelo was brought into it because he got released with Phil Yotardo and um, and Tony B and Feach at the right. same time. Right. Angelo gets out and and he knew Tony B in the can, and Angelo uh, is in the running for when Tony um, suggests the triumvirate. The, right. 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 The, right, right, right. the power sharing situation the power sharing. between uh, Little Carmine, Johnny Sack, and then uh, Angelo. But uh, I don't know if that puts him on the same uh, same level rank wise as Rusty, who really seems to be in Little Carmine's ear more than Angelo. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, once Angelo dies, it's like yeah, whoa, that, whoa, that side whoa, of it's whoa, whoa, Joe. Men are talking. <laughs> nice. <laughs> excuse me. Ultimate insult excuse on me, any Sopranos me. podcast. Men are talking. We can all agree the best number two is Jason. Jason. Uh, the oh, love of my Pauly. life. Little Paulie? <laughs> little little Paulie? The love of my hey, life? Hey, hey, listeners out there, come on. Write in and tell me yeah, let us how know much who you, you love Little Paulie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I got a hot on for Little Paulie. It has Pauly. nothing to do with this segment. But sure. Yeah, little Paulie, he's number two. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an assistant. That's why I was saying we open it in all the number twos. You know what? Yeah, okay. So who else are number twos? Although, I, mean, I will like, say. If we're that, opening it up. No, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that I think Phil's the best number two. You know what? I'm, because, I'm pro- I mean, because he's probably my favorite. I think he ultimate he ultimately gets everything except being run over by a car. You know. <laughs> yeah, but but he's also unable to let go of the personal vendetta with Tony B. He's, right. He's. True. And, but that's but that's but so that's par for the course. The only number two that didn't have an ego that got in the way was Sil. Sil. Yeah. Yeah. So but he I got mean, it, but he did get it in the end. He did get it in the end, but it yeah. wasn't because of his ego. Uh, everybody else, no, I mean, true. right? It was out of loyalty. Yeah. So I don't know. I I guess maybe we we put it to our listeners and say you you tell us. Yeah. Who, why don't who, you, you guys tell us. besides Silvio, you know, who is the best number two, uh, consigliere on on the run of the Sopranos? Right. Hit us on the Twitter. Hit us on the Instagram. Yeah. Oh, Sopranos Pod. Also, like was like wasn't Ralphie consigliere to Gigi? Well, not technically. technically. He, he, yeah, he was probably runner up to GG. Number two. I mean, so yeah, Ralphie rose through the ranks and and uh, did all that, and and he was smart, right? But I don't think I don't, I don't know. He was never considered. Or uh, I don't know. What do you think? Hesh's son. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know. Um. So uh, yeah. So um, tell us what who you think is the best number two. Yeah. Right. Um, in. I just don't know what happened to me. I had the strangest dreams all night long. People coming and going, coming and going. I couldn't get up off the bed. So one thing about episode two is this is the episode where Tony finally gets Livia into a uh, retirement community. Mm -hmm. And we leave Livia's house. And I thought that would be the end of seeing Livia's house. But somehow this one location, this one setting ends up staying with us almost to the end of the series, I think. Yeah. Uh, it keeps popping up. It's it's in the second season, Janice comes back and ends up living there. Right. I think she's still living there in season three. And then when she marries off, she marries Bobby, she goes to move in with him uh, for season five, or season four. Oh, she's still living there in season four. Right? 
Well, season five, Tony goes to live Tony there goes one, to during live the there. separation. Yeah. Artie lives there for a time. Right. AJ lives there for a time. <laughs> right. Uh, and then I'm not sure that it's in season six. I don't remember when the last. Yeah, I we had discussed this beforehand. I thought that that's where he's hiding out, like the second to last episode. But you said it's like a different. Right. Like a, so uh, yeah, when all the shit goes down in the blue comet, the second to last episode of the series, uh, they they end up holing up in a in a safe house somewhere. But it looks close to Olivia's house. It's that suburban New Jersey. Yeah, kind, yeah, yeah. That, that small house that was built in probably the 60s, 50s, 60s. Right. Uh, which, by the way, like, Livia's house, like, just externally, like, the characteristics of it, such a vibe of, like, suburban. Oh, oh, yeah. Like North Jersey, yeah. Long Island, oh, like. Looks exactly like my grandmother's house. Yeah. In Stamford, Connecticut. Yeah. yeah just this yeah. tiny kind of house. Uh, but, yeah, so this this segment's sort of an homage to Livia's house and how it keeps, how it, how it endured throughout the series uh, despite Livia leaving. And she does come back, but she she I don't think you see it for the rest of season one. I think she leaves in season in episode two, and she's at Green Grove the rest of the way, and then you don't see it again until Janice shows like, up moves in season her back. two and moves yeah. back in. Right. But so let's let's talk about some of the best the highlights of Livia's house. Okay. okay. Uh, I, mean, I think <laughs> you want to start us off, Beauty. I always think about her like coming down the the. <laughs> And stares on oh, like, she, the, like the, the electric, the electric uh, like uh, uh, chair, and she's commercials like, for, like the, yeah, she's like commercials I, for those things. I had the weirdest dreams. <laughs> Men were coming and going, <laughs> and oh well, wait, oh she it's wait because she took so, two nebutal. Yeah, she gave her two nebutal. It's the scene after the best scene uh, where Richie gets killed. Right. Yeah. But the most important thing to happen. In the most Olivia's important house. thing to happen is. Richie gets shot in the chest by her. Uh, for by Janice at by the Janice. end of season two, for yeah. sure. But so, like, I forgot that she was there. She was just upstairs yeah. sleeping yeah. Yeah. when her daughter shot her fiance in the but chest. Also, yeah. But also, but <laughs> also, uh, her and Richie having sex with him, like with the gun pointed to her head. Oh, yeah. In that house. Yeah. yeah. Like on the like on the pretty couch, messed on up the stuff. Couch. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever done that? Yeah. What? Giving your mother no, two no, no. just with a slingshot. No, 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 just I, with a slingshot, not an actual gun. Oh yeah, like the Dennis the Menace. That's yeah, yeah, that's called. it's called Dennis no, the Menace. No, yeah, you ever just put in a gun to your significant other's head? And <laughs> fuck. Hey there, I'm Brandon Gelly from the Always Cheating Podcast, co-hosted with my friend Josh Landon. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What is Blue Wire? Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and their business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. And it's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. So if you'd like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, visit wefunder.com slash bluewire. 